This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour two. Greetings. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, those of you who get the green chat bubbles, you should be getting an FCC alert at some point. (laughs) Kidding. I hope you all got it yesterday. So a buddy of mine was driving uh, south of Atlanta yesterday and said when that alert went off, that you could visibly see people start swerving in their cars and that two cars wound up colliding in front of him as people were grabbing for their phones to make it all stop. Um, and I, I hear there were a series of wrecks yesterday. As a result. My goodness gracious. Um, I, I did my best. Um, although I got to tell you, so I, I'm that my phone alarm thing, it, it went off. Uh, it was thankfully not right by the microphone um, or that could have gotten me in trouble. But I turned off, I, I grabbed it and cut it as soon as the alert came out, but I never even thought about my watch. It triggered on my watch too. And I've got the volume turned down. I've got it. It's on mute. Um, and yet still they were able to override it. And I'm deeply impressed with their technological ability to do it. But my gosh, that's the one that scared the bejesus out of me when it happened yesterday. But those of you with an Android device, you'll get that alert at some point. Now we got to move on. Um, there's a big story. I reached out to my buddy, Dave Nicholas. I think I'm going to have him on with me tomorrow to try to talk through some of this mortgage and and deficit and interest rate stuff. So let's do, while I'm here and and doing it live here, 10-year treasury bond yield. It is, da-da-da, right now, uh, 4.73% down from 4.81%. Last year at this time, same date, it was 3.62%. Um. This is higher than the long-term average of 4.25%. Here's the problem. Our treasury yields are too high right now. Now, what is the yield? It's essentially the interest rate paid. So you buy a 10-year T-bond, a treasury note. The government is going to pay you 4.73% interest a year right now if you buy that uh, bond. And that's fine. It's, it's, it's a fine rate of return for a bond. The problem is it's too high for the government. I had a, a guy call in the other day and, and emailed as well and said, this historically, it's not, it's not that big a deal. Historically, it's not that high. Over the last 25 years or so, it's not. But there's a problem. The Congressional Budget Office lays out its prognostications for what government is going to cost. And the Congressional Budget Office, in its planning for what government is going to cost, the cost of the government doing business, estimates the the 
yield at 3% or less, we're now almost to 5%. Every percentage point adds $3 trillion over 10 years to the national debt. So if we're almost at 5 now and and the the CBO budget estimate is at 3%, we're adding almost $6 trillion. In fact, we've been adding to the national debt uh, several billion dollars a day. In the last week, we've added over $200 billion to the national debt. One day last week, we added $100 billion to the national debt. Now, the debt and the deficit are different. The deficit is the annual difference between income and expense. If the expenses are higher than income, you have a deficit. Your deficit at the end of the year rolls over into the debt. So if you don't make up the income to at least get the difference between income and expense to zero, you're going to have a negative balance, and that's going to roll into the national debt. And we keep rolling into the national debt. When interest rates were very low, that wasn't a problem. But as interest rates go up, it becomes a problem because the government has to take our actual tax dollars to pay the national debt. The government can't pay the debt with debt. The government's got to use tax return, tax revenue to pay down the interest on the national debt. The government rarely pays the principal. They just pay down the interest. And now it's becoming a problem. This is from Greg Ip, great business reporter and economics reporter at the Wall Street Journal. The U.S. has long been the lender of last resort to the world. During the emerging market panic of the 1990s, the global financial crisis of 2007 and 9, and the pandemic shutdown of 2020, it was the United States Treasury's unmatched capacity to borrow that came to the rescue. Now the Treasury itself is a source of risk. No, the U.S. isn't about to default or fail to sell enough bonds at its next auction. But the scale and upward trajectory of U.S. borrowing and absence of any political corrective now threaten markets and the economy in ways they haven't for a generation. That's the takeaway from the sudden sharp rise in Treasury yields in recent weeks. The usual suspects can't explain it. The inflation picture has gotten marginally better. The Federal Reserve has signaled it's nearly done raising rates. Instead, most of the increase is due to the part of yields called the term premium which has nothing to do with inflation or short-term rates. Numerous factors affect the term premium, and rising government deficits are a prime suspect. Deficits have been wide for years. Why would they matter now? What took so long is a better question. That larger deficits push up long-term rates has long been economic orthodoxy, but for the last 20 years, interest rate models that incorporate fiscal policy didn't work. That's understandable. Central banks, worried about too low inflation and stagnant growth, kept interest rates around zero while buying up government bonds, called quantitative easing. Private demand for credit was weak. This trumped any concern about deficits. We had a blissful 25 years of not having to worry about the problems, says Mark Weidman of BlackRock. Today, though, central banks are worrying about inflation being too high and have stopped buying. In some cases, they're getting rid of their bond holdings, called quantitative tightening. Deficits can affect interest rates gradually or suddenly, to paraphrase Ernest Hemingway. Investors asked to buy bonds gradually make room in their portfolios by buying less equity. 
Eventually, the risk-adjusted returns of the assets equalize, which means higher bond yields and lower price-to-earning ratios in stock. That's happened for the past month. Sometimes, though, markets move suddenly. The U.S. isn't one of these third-world countries that causes problems and has problems. But the U.S. has exploited its advantage over other nations to such an extent that it's running deficits larger than other nations. Now, I want to skip down and and get to a core nugget here. The federal deficit was just over 7% of gross domestic product in 2023 for the fiscal year after adjusting for accounting distortions relating to student debt. Barclay analysts noted this last week. That's larger. Pay attention to this. Pay attention. This is big. That's larger, the the 7% deficit or 7% of gross domestic product was our deficit. That's larger than any deficit since 1930 outside of war and recession. This is occurring at a time of low employment and strong economic growth, suggesting that in normal times, deficits may be much higher. Abroad, fiscal policy has clearly begun to matter. Last fall, a proposed U.S. tax cut triggered a surge in bond yields. The government scrapped the proposal, then resigned. Italian yields have risen since the government last week delayed reducing its deficit to below European guidelines. For the past decade, the European Central Bank has bought more than 100% of net Italian government bonds. That's about to come to an end. Foreign investors worried about inflation and deficits have been selling Italian bonds, while Italian households have been buying. With a weakened economy, it's unclear for how long households can offset the sell-off of foreigners. And then there's U.S. political turmoil on top of all of it. What does all of this mean? It sounds like gobbledygook to a lot of people, but here's the problem. As our interest rates continue to go up, that increases the amount of money the government must pay to service the debt. The yields go up separate from the interest rate. The interest rate is governed by the, by the Federal Reserve. The yield is not. The yield in large part is due to, to market forces. Market forces are signaling they expect great instability in the American government and the American economy. So in order for people to want to invest in treasury bonds, the yield goes up to give people a better rate of return to say, trust us, you're still going to get your money back. We assure you, please buy. Here, we're going to raise the yield. They raise the yield, people buy in. But as people buy in at a higher yield, it means the government has to pay more money to service that debt, to pay people back at a higher interest rate. There's less money to then cover the rest of the government. There's less money for defense. There's less money for veterans. There's less money for schools. There's less money for law enforcement. There's less money for everything. Deficits begin to matter. And then Washington is so divided, they can't come up with a solution. Now, to a degree, that's good. Because the solution tends to be tax increases. That's what the Democrats always want. They never want to cut government. They want to raise taxes. Republicans will say no, so they can't raise taxes. But Republicans won't stop the spending. And the spending is what's causing the debt and deficits. 
something's got to give and market forces will eventually align to force something to give. Don't think it can't happen. It's happened to Canada. It's happened to Great Britain. It's happened to Italy. It's happened to Greece. It's happened to China. It will happen to us. If we don't get our house in order, market forces will. It's the same with voting. When you keep sending garbage politicians to Washington, eventually the voters get mad. And if you don't hold your own side accountable, the voters eventually will. If you don't put your fiscal house in order, market forces eventually will or will tear down the house. And right now, it appears we're headed towards our fiscal house being torn down because Congress can't do anything. And don't look now if you're trying to buy a house. You're getting priced out of the housing market all of a sudden. You're getting priced out of the housing market because interest rates are so high. And we've got scarcity in the housing market. People aren't building new houses because it's too expensive to build a new house because of inflation. You got all these idiots on MSNBC saying, I I don't understand why Joe Biden's polling hasn't come up because inflation's come down. Just because the rate of inflation comes down does not mean prices have come down. It just means prices are not going up as fast. That people on MSNBC who claim to be smart don't understand this suggests maybe they're not as smart as they claim to be. One of the silver linings for Republicans, because there is a political angle here, They are not the president. Joe Biden is. So Joe Biden gets the blame for it. But if a Republican gets elected and doesn't come up with a solution, they are going to get the blame. Right now, the Democrats are trying to pass this all off as chaos in Congress, and the Republicans did it. The Republicans are to blame. But it has way more to do with the economic picture of America and the fact that we have this dementia patient in the White House who doesn't have a firm grip of the steering wheel, and even if he did, he'd run it off the road. We got problems, and these problems are not going to be on our kids and grandkids. They're going to be on us. Underlying the market is a concern that something could be building we don't see, an unknown unknown that could rear its head. Suddenly we know it, but we don't know how to respond to it, and that breaks the market. We could be heading towards that, which is why bond yields keep going up. Their fear of the unknown that might become reality is driving market forces that are causing the cost of government to go up. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat, They do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, you should know there is breaking news. Donald Trump is rumored to be headed to the U.S. Capitol next week to make his case for speaker. And some say that he could get around Rule 26, that it is a, a self-enforced rule. 
um, that you can't do it, uh, that it's not actually bound to House rules, as I said. I didn't realize that it, it's bound to just the Republican conference rules on who they can nominate, and so they could choose to ignore it. So, yeah, I guess technically Trump could be speaker, but let, let's see how this plays out. Uh, you're you're going to have some swing state Republicans who don't care for him. Uh, it, you can only lose four or five. The Democrats won't vote for him. So, I mean, he could try it. It would be really entertaining. I kind of think I support the effort. I, I think I endorse the effort of Donald Trump running for Speaker of the House. It would be hilarious to watch the Democrats who booted for Kevin McCarthy have to suffer through Speaker Trump. I mean, the first man to ever be Speaker of the House and President of the United States of America. You got to admit, it would make it really interesting to watch the House of Representatives. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, we, we got to talk about other stuff. We, we got to talk about other stuff, uh, including, have y'all heard about this, uh, Sage Steele, uh, interview? This was from the, uh, New York Post, former ESPN host Sage Steele said interviewing President Biden was the saddest thing because he couldn't finish his sentences. He struggled. He trailed off on topics. So forget about politics. I, I I can't didn't vote for him. I can't vote for him. She told Bill Maher on his Club Ransom podcast. However, that made me sad. She said, "The human aspect of what we're witnessing right now to me is heartbreaking." She said of the eighty-year-old president. It was via satellite. It wasn't in person. So I had to do BS chit chat. They wanted us to start rolling. So I could hear him and he goes, what's this for? Wait, what's what's her name? I was going, oh my gosh. Sad. It is. It is. We all know it's true. The Democrats know it's true. And it's amazing that he's the only thing holding the Democratic Party together right now. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, do you need computer tech support that you can get quicker than a Google search? I mean, you want to search Google, but what if I gave you a phone number and in 15 seconds they answered the phone and gave you the answer? That's kind of what it's like to do business with Vision Computer. They've been in the business for over three decades. They have thousands of five-star reviews. They know how to fix your computer, and they can get you tech support on the phone in 15 seconds and fix your computer for you when you're having problems. You, you got tech support worries? Well, Vision Computer can take care of them for you. They can build your computer. They can build the hardware, take care of the software. You go to visioncomputers.com or call them 404-COMPUTE. Now, that's not the tech support number. I'm not giving you the tech support number. You gotta, you need to strike up a relationship with Vision Computer. So you call them at 404-COMPUTE. You ask about the Eric Erickson special. They save you some money. They build you a computer. They become your tech support solution for your home or your office. Everybody in your office can have Vision Computer's number. And again, they'll answer 15 seconds. They can solve the computer problem faster than a Google search. 404 Compute, that's the phone number, or visioncomputers.com. But if you call them at 404 Compute and you ask about the Eric Erickson special, they'll save you even more money. They'll answer the phone. They'll build your computer. They'll be your IT support. Vision Computer really does work. They've been in the business over 30 years doing this. They know how to help you with your computer problems. I got to tell you, I, I think we may be being gaslit on this board wall. The, the White House does not like uh, Alejandro Mayorkas deciding he wants to build a border wall. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre, the dim-witted White House press secretary. Uh, the president just told me that a border wall does not work. If that's the case, why does his own Department of Homeland Security secretary say in a public notice, quote, there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers? 
Here's what I can say. I can speak to what the president was very clear in saying, and also what you all have been reporting about, uh, about this, uh, uh, this construction. Uh, so the facts are this. Uh, this, uh, this is not new. Uh, these funds were appropriated in fiscal year 2019 under Republican leadership, and DHS is required by law to use the funds for appropri appropriated purpose. That's what we're seeing. This was announced back in June by the DHS. And so, look, we, we believe that there are better effective ways of moving forward to secure our border and security, we, our border security, and we have continuously asked for Congress uh, to act uh, to provide our CBP, uh, the law enforcement, uh, law enforcement at the border, uh, to give them the resources they need to do their jobs. And so we're going to continue to call on Congress. We believe, and the president has been very clear, even when you ask him, does a does a border wall work? He said no. Uh, and he's been very consistent about that. We believe that we need uh, border technology that is modernized and land ports of, uh, at, uh, at, of land ports of entry. And that's what we want to see. And that's what I can speak to. And uh, we, this is something that we were required by law and we are complying. This is an administration that does believe in the rule of law. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, so they waited this long. Now, here's Biden himself in the Oval Office. One question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I you got that? So they, they, they have to use the money for this. We've dragged our feet, so that's why we're doing it. So so you've got a president who doesn't want a border wall with a secretary of Homeland Security who says we need the border wall with money appropriated to build the border wall. They are going to drag this out. And already the environmentalists are out there. The environmentalists, I'm not making this up. Uh, ABC News is running a story about this. The Biden administration announced it waived 26 federal laws in South Texas to allow border wall construction on Wednesday, marking the administration's first use of a sweeping executive power employed only during the Trump presidency. The Department of Homeland Security posted the announcement in the Federal Registry with few details outlining the construction in Starr County, Texas, where they have high illegal entry. The Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act, and the Endangered Species Act were some of the federal laws waived by the Department of Homeland Security to make way for construction that will use funds from a congressional appropriation in 2019 for border wall construction. Now listen to this. This is very funny. Star County Judge Eloy Vera said it will start south of the Falcon Dam and go past uh, Selenino, Texas. The other concern we have is the area is highly erosive. There's a lot of arroyas, said the judge, pointing out creeks cutting through the ranch land leading to the river. Concern is shared with environmental advocates who say structures will run through public lands, habitats of endangered plants and species like the cute little ocelot, the spotted wildcat. A plan to build a wall through will bulldoze an impermeable barrier straight through the heart of that habitat. It will stop wildlife migrations dead in their tracks. It will destroy a huge amount of wildlife refuge land. It's a horrible step backwards for the borderland. 
Lakin Jordal, a Southwest conservation and advocate for the Center for Biological Diversity, said Wednesday afternoon. Oh, oh, the poor little ocelot. Ocelot's going to get scared and run away. They're, they're cute little cats. They are. They're cute little mid-sized uh, sized cats, small to mid-sized. They are, I mean, you got to give it to them. They're, they're cute little cats. They, they live down there along the border. Who cares? Who cares? We need a border wall. So to recap, uh, Joe Biden's White House says we don't need a wall. They don't work. But Congress is making us build one. And the, the Homeland Security Secretary says we need a wall. We need it yesterday. We got too many illegal immigrants. My goodness gracious. They're going to slow walk this. But it has to do with this polling. Tom Cotton just put this tweet up 46 seconds ago. There's one reason Biden suddenly pretends to care about the border crisis, his poll numbers. Yep, that is exactly it. Uh, it's it's just his border. It's his polling numbers. That's it. But people coming across the border continue. People come across um, and... They're overwhelming the system, and now even the Democrats are complaining about it. So there you have it. They're going to build the border wall. By the way, there's some breaking news right now on Matt Gates. He has ruled out running for governor in 2026. Uh, he had, did an interview with Jim DeFetti, uh, investigative reporter for CBS News Miami, and he says, quote, I'm not running for governor. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm making no plans to run for governor. I have no plans to run for governor. I'm doing this job. So breaking news, Matt Gates uh, reports last week where he was going to run for president. Now, not anymore. All right. Um, I got to switch gears to a topic that I've been wanting to talk about. And I have held the topic because we've had so much news this week. If you're a parent in particular, we need to talk about this. I ju- so my son turns 15 in December. I have a lot of friends who either are childless or have small children. And they say, well, we're not getting our kid a cell phone. And that's all well and good. We didn't want to get our kids cell phones either. Our oldest, now that she drives, she has one. Our youngest is 14 and just got a cell phone got my old iPhone. We had to get him a cell phone. We didn't have a choice in the matter. He is doing after-school tutoring and programs, and the timing is variable for when they get out, and the office gets closed in the afternoon, and he has no way to call home. And uh, we've been in a situation a couple times where he didn't have anybody's phone to borrow from, and we need him to have a cell phone so he can call and say, come pick me up. So we got him one, but my kids, neither of my kids is allowed TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook for that matter or Twitter for that matter. They're not allowed social media. They can do Instagram. That's it. And I'm glad because, you know, our oldest back in 2016 when I didn't support Trump in our kids, the school they went to at the time, kids in the school set up social media accounts solely for the purpose of bullying and harassing my 
daughter to try to encourage her to commit suicide. She didn't have cell phones at the time, but word got out what was happening. Uh, really just awful, awful, cruel stuff, That and, and the school, by and large, wouldn't do anything about it. Wasn't happening at school, wasn't their problem. Kids behave badly, often feeding off the, the energy of their parents. But i gotta, I got to raise the red flag for you here. This is from the Washington Post. Lynn and Paul were sitting in their Seattle home one night earlier this year when their son Michael, a 17-year-old high school football player, burst into the room, made a beeline for his mom's purse on the dining room table. Paul asked what he was up to. The son paused, took a breath, leaned against the wall, and said, I'm being blackmailed. The son, Michael, 17, had been chatting with a person through Instagram and Snapchat who purported to be a 16-year-old girl. She saw his profile and told him he was cute. Michael had never met the person, but the account was filled with photos and details about the girl's life that made it appear real. The two flirted back and forth. The person behind the account asked to see a picture of him naked. Naked, for those of you not in the South. Naked for the rest of us and specifically requested he include his face. Alone in his room one night, Michael took a naked picture. And then suddenly the person who seemed so sweet and fun while chatting for weeks demanded he send hundreds of dollars through Zelle, the online payment portal. If he refused, the person said they'd send the nude picture to his family and friends. He tried to set up a Zelle account on his phone. It required a social security number. That's why he was digging through his mom's purse. He was hoping she might have his card there because he didn't know his social security number. He had fallen prey to what online safety and law enforcement experts call financial sextortion in which predators befriend victims online under false pretenses, entice them to send incriminating photos, and demand payment. The number of cases targeting young men under 18 has exploded because teen boys don't have a brain to the extent they do. It is trapped beneath layers of clothing and a belt. And they become vulnerable. This is happening more and more. The Washington Post has identified thousands of cases of boys under the age of 18 who befriended girls online on social media and then began to badger them for money. At 16, Christopher was one of the few students at his high school without a social media account. But with a trip to Europe with a school sports team coming up, he asked his parents if he could sign up for Instagram to share photos from the trip with friends and family back home. They were hesitant to allow it, but he worked hard to raise money to go. They felt he should be able to show off what he was able to do. He opened his account. He built up a friend list. He flew to Europe, was gone for just two days when his parents started receiving increasingly panicked Text that he had messed up. Scammers wanted $300 to not send a naked picture of a girl to his parents that he had taken. He tried to send money, but it was over the spending limit. Um, he was harassed. He was bullied. The police... Had a terrible time dealing with the situation. 
it did not end well. Y'all, we're in a brave new world of technology. I am with my family, and I, I tend to be up on this stuff and, and pay attention to this stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there are problems, and there are monsters online, and I tell my kids all the time there actually are monsters online, and you need to make sure your kids understand there are monsters online. You need to make clear that the monsters are coming for your kids. The monsters don't care. It's like getting an email from someone claiming they hacked your porn history. I, I know somebody that had this happen to them. They're going to expose unless you pay, pay them. Um this is happening more and more, and they weave pornography and, and naked selfies and stuff all together, and they want money. They extort you. you got to be careful yourself online, but your kids, you've got to educate your kids that this sort of stuff is happening. you got to talk about your kids. Don't say it can't happen to your children. My child, without a social media account, had kids creating social media accounts to harass her that the other kids in school could follow and find and show to her. This happens. You've got to educate your kids. And it's growing. It's not decreasing. The Washington Post very easily found over a 1,000 young men under the age of 18 who were being sextorted, they call it. You got to talk to your kids, particularly your boys. You got to talk to them about the stuff, moms and dads. You've got to talk to them. Be clear with them what's happening so they know. Don't tell them you can't, it won't happen to you because that's the one it's going to happen to is the one who says it'll never happen to me. You got to make sure you raise awareness on this. Now, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Speaking of cell phones, they're a great cell phone provider that partners with parents. They are a good Christian conservative company, and they fund parents battling wokes on school boards and conservative causes they fund around the country. As their profits grow, their giving to the causes you care about grow, and they need you to take your business to them. You get guaranteed great service using the same cell towers you're probably already using. What you do is you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You can move your existing phone number to them or get a brand new phone number from them. They guaranteed great service. If you want to see what their service is like, go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Put in your address. They'll zoom into your house. They'll show you how good the 5G, the data, the voice is. And then you can sign up for their service, move your cell phone to them, or get a brand new number. If you have an unlocked phone, you can use it with Patriot Mobile. Patriotmobile.com slash Eric is where you go. Or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get guaranteed great service using the same cell towers you're probably already using. Oh, that reminds me. I got a, my assistant's been telling me I got to send her a recipe to send out for me this week. And I, I got to find one. CVS, you know, you got all these stories about the abortion pill out there. And now you go to the drugstore, you get the abortion pill now. And, and they're trying to make it as easy as possible. The Biden administration is since the end of Roe v. Wade. Tamika Thomas doesn't come from a large family. As an adult, she decided to make one and had four lovely, healthy children. She and her husband in 2019 decided to have one more. Progressing into her 30s, she was having trouble getting pregnant. She had two ectopic pregnancies, which led Thomas having her fallopian tubes removed. And even though they weren't insured for the costs they would have, in, they would endure, they decided to pay for in vitro fertilization. Doctors sedated Thomas. 
inserted two eggs inside her body and sent her home with prescriptions, one of which was to trick her body into producing enough hormones to kickstart her pregnancy. You have to make yourself think it's pregnant. We're taking a lot of supplements to make our bodies think pregnant. In previous attempts, she had taken a shot to her butt in order to trigger the hormones inside of her, but injecting herself was trying. She wanted to give her butt cheeks a rest, she said. Her doctors prescribed a suppository in place of injections. She went to her CVS. She took two of her required doses and knew something was wrong because of the way she started cramping. She checked the bottle, looked up the prescription, and realized that the CVS pharmacy had accidentally given her the abortion-inducing drug instead. Documents obtained by eight News Now investigators outline how two technicians and two pharmacists made a series of errors that led to Thomas being given the wrong medication, which terminated her pregnancy on the spot. They killed my babies, she said. Both my babies. Oof. We're going to hear about more of these unless the media covers it up, and I'm surprised they didn't cover this up. Good for the local news network catching this. Good gracious. That's horrible. That's just awful. Man. Pray for those people. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.